we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. You made it possible for us to meet in this manner. And dear God, before we read the weight, we thought it would be responsible for us to invite the author so that whatever we are going to speak here, there should be parameters that are established, which is the God, the godly weight. Dear God, your people came here not to have a showmanship, but they came here because they've got needs in their heart. And Lord, the greatest need for every believer, it is the presence of God in a believer's life. Help us, dear God, this evening just to avail ourselves so that you can have the preeminency in ourselves. Dear God, everyone that is here is fighting a battle of some sort. And dear God, I'm glad that there is a commander in general, the general that we can come to, and he can give us the tips of the battle. Be gracious, Heavenly Father. Every believer has got to overcome. A lot is at stake. They've testified about you. They've told the people about how great you are. And dear God, we cannot allow them to be defeated in any way because it will be a shame and they may become a laughing stock. Dear God, I know you are able to get involved in every situation and provide a victory in every situation. Just be gracious to us, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask. Amen. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just turn over to our Bibles. Uh, In the book of Psalms 37, the verse is going to be verse 3 to 5. Psalm 37, 3 and 5. Let it come up on the screen, not amplified version, but... King James Version. Prophet, if I can just talk to you. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Do you believe that this evening? I think let's read it one more time. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. How many have desires tonight? Verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. How many believe he will bring it to pass? Uh, Let's turn to the book of Luke 12, verse 24. Luke 12, verse 24. Not 11, verse 12. Chapter 12, verse 24. 
That is chapter 11. Consider the ravens. For they neither sow nor reap. Which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Do you believe that you are better than the fowls? Amen. Let's just take our seats for a couple of minutes. Amen. I'm not going to be long, just a couple of minutes. I want to speak on God's economy. Hallelujah. God's economy, that's what I want to speak on for a couple of minutes. Amen. How many believe that God has got an economy? How many have got access to that economy? Amen. Uh, Remember, anything that you see, the devil impersonate God. Amen. Anything that you see, the devil impersonate God. If the devil has, if the devil cannot create, he perverts. Amen. He's a master copycat. He waits for God to act upon something. And as soon as God has acted, then he brings a copycat. Amen. God had Eden, then Satan came up with his Eden. God had his men, and the devil had his men. God had his church, the devil had his church. Hallelujah. He always waits for God to act, then he brings an impersonation. Uh, Do we agree? How many tonight believe that God's power is unlimited? Amen. And how many trust in God? Amen. I even, before I get into my message, I, I think we have a desire that we've got the message, tapes, books, the Bible. And we don't want these things just to be a literature. We don't want just to quote and counter quote. We want what is in the books to be manifested in our lives. How many agree with that? How many believe that every statement that Brother Branham uttered is true? Amen. I just want to solicit your cooperation so that you can, you can believe. Brother Branham say there is intellectual conception and there is genuine faith. Sometimes people think they have faith only to find that they do not have faith. They have intellectual conception. Brother Branham furthermore says there is a difference between an ordinary Christian and a Holy Ghost-filled Christian. Yes. 
Are we together? So being a Christian is not enough. You've got to be a Holy Ghost-filled Christian. Are you with me tonight? Now, I'm just going to read a quotation here in the message, Possessing the Gate of the Enemy After the Trial, paragraph 105. Brother Brenham says, God is true to his promise. And I believe that God is true to his promise tonight. No matter what he has to do. Stay with me. God is true to his promise. No matter what he has to do. When we say no matter what he has to do, that means anything that prevents him from honoring the promise, God will remove that thing. I said anything. If it is a government, he will remove the government. Hallelujah. If it is a business, he will remove that business. If it is anything that stands between God and the fulfillment of his promise, God will remove it. So that means if God gives you a promise, there is no person that can say no to the promise that God has given to you. Anything that says no, God will move it by the wayside. Are you here, believers? No matter what he has to do. He says, bankrupt the heavens before he would let his his weight go defeated. So that means if he makes a promise, if he's got to empty the heavens to make sure that the promise becomes fulfilled, he has to bankrupt the heavens. Are you not led to worship such a God? Hallelujah. The God that say, take my weight. I will keep my weight. I will do what I'm supposed to do. If I have got to move elements, I will move elements. If I have got to empty heaven, I will empty heaven. But before my weight fails, I rather bankrupt the heavens. So God's weight is backed up by the heavens. He never made a promise that he can't keep. Every promise in this book shall be kept. Are you here, people? I'm saying when you fail, it's not God failing. It's you failing to access God's economy. That economy is there, and we're going to get into how does it operate. Uh, our natural economy, sometimes you've got to enter it by a qualification. You've got to go to varsity, collect a certificate or a degree, or find a certain skill to access that economy. This economy, by faith, you access it. Are we together? So that means anybody can have access to it. And it says, he never made a promise that he can keep. I am the Lord that heals all thy diseases. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That means tonight there is no sickness that God cannot heal. 
Hallelujah. I'll repeat that. There is no sickness that God cannot heal. If it is cancer, God will kill will cancer. If it is sugar diabetes, God will heal sugar diabetes. Any, any disease from A to Z that you may think of, there is no disease that God cannot heal. I don't care whether the doctor said this is a chronic condition. God has got a chronic blessing for a chronic condition. Uh, are we together? Now, if they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That is the promise. If we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. All and is all in all, all things are possible. There's a, there's, a, there's a cloud that I want to remove from your mind. All things are possible to them that believe. I don't care where that need is, whether it is at a body realm, whether it is at a spirit realm, whether it is at a soul realm, all things are possible to them that believe. Satan doesn't want you to hear that. This is not an ordinary church service. We are here to lift up your faith. And I'm saying the word of God, vindicated, says all things are possible. Are we together, folks? All. If, what would you do if you knew that all things are possible? What would you do? Sometimes the prophet spoke it, but it is difficult for us to believe it. And because it is difficult for us to believe it, it is difficult for us to action it. But I'm here to say all things are possible to them that believe. If, if there is anything that I can consider the highlight of this sermon without going far, all things are possible to them that believe. I, I want you to think of conditions that you deemed hard, conditions that you deemed insurmountable. I'm putting a phrase on those conditions. All things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe that, folks? And, and folks, in one message, Brother Brown say, if the church, like tonight, if they can be so united in faith, something supernatural will happen in their midst. So I'm saying, if you're sitting there doubting, this is time to doubt your doubt. This is time to let go. You remember when Jesus went to pray, I think it was Jairus' daughter, when he got there, he asked the people to leave, and he remained with the disciples. Why? Because he wanted an atmosphere of faith. And tonight we say, rise above your doubts and believe that all things are possible to them that believe. I, I believe that there are certain situations right now that can dissolve under the preaching of the weight. I believe that there are certain diseases that may dissolve tonight under the preaching of this weight. I believe that there can be a change in somebody's life 
that is irreversible until Satan says, I don't know what happened to them. Then you can say, Satan, I went to church on a Wednesday night. And the preacher say, all things are possible. And I believed that. And a supernatural channel opened. And a blessing came through that super, supernatural channel. And it changed my life for better. Brothers, hear me out. And sisters, hear me out. We are, we are living in a time, we, we are not orphans. We are not orphans. The gold that you see was created by our God. The diamonds that you see were created by our God. The oxygen that they breathe was created by our God. The sea that you see and the number of uh, marine line or marine creatures that are there, they were created by our God. Our God created everything. And he gave us a chance, not by our own choice, but by birth. For us to be his children. What does it mean, folks? What does it mean? It means, and I, I, I get a bit agitated as time goes on. Because I believe Satan is playing some monkey tricks. And he needs to be put in his position. From time to time, he tamper with the economy. And believers are the ones that go into a panic mode. Believers are the one that has got to back some drunkard and say, don't retrench me. A son of God backing a drunkard. A man that goes home has got no time to kneel down and worship God. And yet, you are a son of that God. And the tragedy is that God gave you a checkbook, but you don't know how to sign it. Are we together, folks? How many believe we worship Melchizedek, the possessor of all things? Are we together? How many say it cannot be usual that we've got to beg unwieldy people for our own sustenance? No, 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 no. Our being here was so authorized by God. Our survival here depends on God. Not on the economy of the country, but on God. Not on the company, but on God. And you must get to a place where you as a believer believe, I work for this company for as long as I'm employed here, it has to succeed. If they let me go, it will go bankrupt. Because I am a, an antenna that attracts God's blessing in this environment. If I go, blessings are no longer going to come here. You've got to believe that wherever you go, because the footsteps of the rushers are ordered by God, wherever God leads you, it means that, that place shall be blessed. If, if, if you can believe me tonight, you will realize that there is no room for failure. And you'll realize that if there is no room for failure for God, there's got no, there must not be room for failure for you. I don't say there won't be challenges. And hear me out. This is more than a motivational talk. This is a life-giving sermon. What I'm saying, I'm saying if that life, the deity, is in you, you cannot fail. Are we together, folks? I don't care where you are. 
I don't care what your background is. And God has got a tendency to take the nobodies and make them somebodies because he knows they will glorify his name. Because as somebody, when he's made somebody, he will say, I knew, I knew it, it was a matter of time. But when God comes, oh, I heard about a brother that God gave him a beautiful house. Until he, when he moved into that house, he never unpacked the suitcase. Because he says, I, I kept on pinching myself, is this my house? I, I almost thought any time they can nudge me and say, you need to move out. I wanted my suitcase to be ready. God can bless you in such a way until you don't believe that. Is it really me? Are you here, church? Maybe let me remind you who we are. We are message believers. What does it mean to be a message believer? It means somebody decided in an age to take sides with God. Say, God, everybody opposes you, but let me be found on your side. Whatever you say, I will keep it. Whatever you want me to do, I shall do it. If somebody is not available, but I'm available. If no one cannot live for you, but I can live for you. So therefore, God gives you a borrowed authority. It's like a manager going on leave and saying, shall we act for me? And when you act for a manager and an email comes through, and to a certain extent, a manager's got to give you an access to his emails. So that when emails come to you, he can even put maybe an email notification. I'm not available from such time until such time. If you need anything, contact James. Now, when the email comes to you, you don't look for the manager that is on leave. You have been given the authority, but it is not your authority. It's a borrowed authority. And you can say, I I approve this purchasing order. And if you approve, no one can decline it. I don't care whether you are a junior, but before the mere fact that you act in the position of somebody that is not there, you assume their authority. In the absence of the sun, the moon takes over. In the absence of the son of God, the church of God takes over. Therefore, whatever you bind here, he will bind in heaven because there is a correspondency. He's watching what you do and he reacts to what you are doing because that's not your authority. That's his authority, but he wants you to exercise that authority. If you bind it, it's bound in heaven. If you set it free, it's set free in heaven. All you've got to do, act because you've got authority. Are you here, believers? I hope you're with me. Let's read this, this quotation in the message, A Hidden Life. Paragraph 19. He says, Now when the brethren received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they said, This is the summit. So summit, it means the climax, the final stage. When they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Brother Brown said, they said, this is the summit. This is all of it. But brethren, that's wrong. That's wrong. You see, there is no summit to God's power. There is no ceiling to God's power. How many believe that? There is no summit to God's power. We move on and on and on. 
I say, Satan, you gave me this trial. I don't know what trial do you have, but there is no summit to God's power. If God's power made me to overcome this trial, if you increase the voltage, God will increase the power of his voltage. Because why? When Satan comes like a flood, God will raise the standard. We move on and on and on. Is the unlimited resources of God has never been has never been tapped yet. Blessings and powers that we know nothing about. There is power tonight that we have not been tapped. And there are blessings tonight that we know nothing about because the problem we thought there is summit to God's power. But tonight we are saying there is no summit. It goes on and on and on. It's never being revealed to the archangel. Angels is laying just ahead for his church that will believe. For eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered to the hearts of men what God has for them in store that love him. He says, let's move up and claim our rights. Let's move up and claim our rights. As God opens the gates and swings out the welcome mat. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a grand entrance that you've got to do. Let us come up and receive God's blessings. He says, let's continue with it. As God opens the gates and swings out the welcome mat, let's move on up into deepest depths and never colonize ourselves. What does it mean? It means you don't reach a spot and say, I've arrived. Because you are creating a colony. Keep on keeping on. Amen. Let's never colonize ourselves to organize ourselves. Or to get into a place where this, we believe this, and that's all. And that is the danger of the people. We believe this, that's all. But I don't say, let's not do that. He said, let's believe this, plus, plus, how much more we can hear from God. I think that ought to be the motive of every man and woman that loves the Lord Jesus. To receive all you can from the hand of his bountiful mercies. That's my heart. That's the reason I never joined any organization or took sides with any group. Because I wanted myself wide open for the love of God and for, for what he could give to me. Amen. Are you still with me? Brother Brum say in this message where I think Pentecost failed, he says he wants to be bothered that way. He actually say he does. Don't never, don't never think that you could ever ask God too much of God. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, so you go to somebody, you ask for this, and then you go again until you say, I don't want to bother them anymore. They have already done so much. He says, that is not the case with God. Every morning you can say, God, this is what I need. In the morning you can say, this is what I need. In the afternoon you can say, this is what I need. God wants to be bothered. 
I can go for him and say breakfast. I can go to him and say lunch. I can go to him and say dinner. And in between, there is a host of things that I can ask. God will never be bothered. He actually feels that he is your parent when you do in that manner. You do not receive because you ask not. You ask not because you do not believe. He says, I believe the scripture said you have not, you have not because you ask not. You ask not because you believe not. He wants us to ask and believe that our joys would be full. He wants you to ask abundantly. Yeah. Hallelujah. And sometimes the devil pushes into your corner until you say, goodness, uh, maybe I only need one child because I never had a child. God wants you to ask for 10 if you are able to afford for 10. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh God, I'm looking for, let me, don't look me in a strange way. We want God to, to provide for our spiritual needs and to provide for our physical needs. And I've realized that when God provides for your spiritual needs and does not provide for your physical needs, you end up being a religious thug. A thug that knows quotations, but that runs away from the people that he owes. Hallelujah. And I say, God, as much as you bless me spiritually, help me not to avoid a private call. Let me take it with confidence and say, who's on the other side? Oh, hallelujah. He wants you to ask abundantly. Ask for big things. Don't limit your faith to some little mustard seed. Oh, get on out here to some other kind of faith and move out in big things. Big things is just as easy to receive as little things. Hallelujah. That means if I ask him for him to heal me for flu, it does not matter if somebody asks him to heal, to heal them of HIV. With God, there is no escape where he says, ah, this is meaning nothing. No, you can get the big things as much as you can get small things. Tonight, those that are sick with flu, they know that it's a matter of time. Within 24 hours, I'll be sorted. Why don't you have the same faith for cancer? And say, within 24 hours, I will be sorted out. It's because the devil shows you the great challenge and you think something bigger is required. No, the same slingshot. That killed the bear is the same slingshot that killed the lion. Is the same slingshot that killed the Goliath. John changed the strategy. The same faith that you used to overcome Satan and come into the message and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can use it anywhere, anytime, and under any condition. Yeah. Hallelujah. And it says, big things just as easy to receive as little things. You just have to believe that's all. You've got faith. Just know exactly how to use it. It will be all right. You can put it right to work and it will just be fine. Could you imagine talking about exhausting God's love and power and beneficiaries for you? 
Could you imagine a little bitty fish about that long or this long, way out here in the middle of the ocean, say, now wait a minute, I better consider this thing. I better drink this water sparingly because I might run out someday. Hallelujah. The fish doesn't care. It knows he that created the ocean is able to maintain the level of the ocean. All I've got to do, let me drink as much as I want. Are you still with me? Who says a little fish about that big in the middle of the ocean out here? Well, that could easily be done. More easier than you could ask too much of God. He is the inexhaustible fountain of life. Whatever you have need of, ask and believe. He provided it in the redemptive blessing when he died at Calvary and gave a promise to you for everything you have need of while you are in the journey. It's yours. Oh, I thank God. He gave a promise to you for everything you have need of while in the journey. It's yours if you will ask and believe it. It's already yours if you ask and you will believe it. Folks, even brothers that are in diaspora, here in diaspora, I'm saying to you, don't have, you are not a Congolese or a Zimbabwean. You are a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah. And, and you do not need immigration papers to be the citizen of heaven. You can claim your blessing irrespective of where you are. I believe that if I go to China, my God will still be God when I'm in China. I believe if I go to Europe, my God will still be God when I'm in Europe. God does not operate through citizenship. He operates through his word. You take him at his word. He disregards the citizenship and makes things to happen in your life. And he says, could you imagine a little mouse about so long under the great gunners of Egypt saying, now wait a minute. I better not eat but just about two grains a day. Because I might run out before the winter is over. That's the way people act as Christians. And it says, get up of a morning and say, God bless my family today. Keep us close to you. Amen. I'm done my religion for a day. I just like to lay down really and drink. Don't you? Brahman say, I just like to lay down really and drink. Don't you? And have just a real spiritual gastronomical jubilee. Just drink till you just can't drink anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many believe God is a provider? Amen. Brother Brennan had a guy who was his childhood friend, Dr. Ida. And Brother Bram says, I went in to see, it is in the message, Persevere in paragraph 17. Bear with me, it's a nice testimony. So then when we went in to see little Dr. Sam, he was sitting 
in there with his hands folded, just a little very fine man. He was well the doctor and had brought Billy Paul and my son and so forth. We were very good friends. He ate at my house and so forth. We are just bosom friends. And he said, Bill, I want to ask you something. Now, we know one another well enough till I don't have to call him doctor. I just call him Sam. Oh, by the way, when the doctor allows you to call him by first name, it's just a privilege. Hallelujah. Now, then it says, Bill, now we just know one another well enough till I don't have to call him doctor. I just call him Sam. And he calls me Bill. So he said, Bill, I want to ask you something. He said, what do you think about this city? Don't you think it needs a clinic? Folks, even before I get into this, many of us, if we were to be with Brother Brenham, we would never even want to talk about clinic. If you were to mention clinic, somebody may pat you on the back and say, are you being carnal? How many men do this man pray for? And you are asking, does this city need a clinic? I love how Brother Brenham allowed himself to be human. Oh, tell believers that I want to build a private hospital. For what? Don't you pray for the sick? Picture it. A guy who has been Brother Brenham's friend for a number of years has seen people that he diagnosed getting healed. He says to Brother Brenham, don't you think the city needs a clinic? Let's see what God thinks of that clinic. He says, don't you think it needs a clinic? I said, sure. Any city needs a clinic and good doctors. He says, well, I believe this city needs it. I said, I do choose them. He said, well, he said, do you think I'm worthy to have this clinic? I said, are you figuring, are you figuring on it? He said, yes. I said, I don't know any other doctor. I would rather say that I thought was worthy of having it. Now, he's rough, hard-boiled little fellow. I always called him a turtle. He's soft on the inside, but hard on the out. He's just a shell. He pulls himself back in. God knows the heart of a man. Everybody would have said Saul, of, Saul was a hard man too, but God knows his heart. The church chose Matthias, but he found out that God looked, took Saul. The little hook-nosed, high-tempered Jew was nothing to make something out of it. You know, this man well said, I want this clinic. I said, you know, Bill, I want to serve the Lord. He said, but I'm just too mean. I said, oh, I don't know about that. He said, I try in my work to do what I can do for the Lord. There are some of these colored people come up and say they need operations. They haven't got no money. You know, I operate. That's true. Anybody that hasn't got the money, he goes ahead and does the work anyhow. He's a famous surgeon. I said, well, I believe that. He said, I want you to ask, I want to ask you something. He said, could you ask the Lord for me? I said, yeah, sure. He said, where do you think that clinic ought to be built? I said, I don't know. I said, if, was, if you was back up another place, that's a flood, flood country, and they build a flood hall. I said, I would get this site 
of the, of the flood wall? He said, yes. I said, well, there is a lot, a big place up here on a certain corner. He said, well, he said, the undertaker's done got to that place. They are building an undertaker establishment. I said, well, then what about down there where the oil company was? He said, that's taken up. They are going to put an ice cream place there. They are looking for a piece of land. Where he wanted to build, there is a, a, an undertaker establishment on the other side. The oil company has taken over. On the other side, they are building an ice cream place. He said, I've got an ideal place, Bill. He said, somebody bought it ahead of me. There's a piece of land he's looking for, but somebody had already bought it. Some elderly lady in Kentucky said, it's where the old departmental school was down here. And said, I know an old man's kind of suit on her. And you know, you know what? I believe I could give him about 300 bucks. And said, she bought it for $6,000. Said, I'll give him about $300 to get her to sell it to me. And I'll give her 10 for it. Did you get that one? So that means he, want, he wants to pay a certain amount to allow her to sell. And thereafter, she, he will pay an agreed price. So, giving him some money to entice them to sell it to him. Did you get that one? And I said, now Sam, look here. You aren't bribing God on nothing. Hallelujah. If it's meant for you, it does not need a bribe. You can either just say amen for that. If that contract, rather than my monitor, if that contract, God said, this is for brother so-and-so. You don't need to bribe anyone. If that job is for you, don't pay a bribe. Are, are we together? They may hire a person and after two days they'll say, what a useless person. Go away and they phone you. If it is meant to be, it shall be. Are you with me? I said, uh, now Sam, look here. You aren't bribing God on nothing. I said, if you are going to talk to God, you got to lay it, out, lay, it, lay it out right here smooth. There's no bribing about it at all. I said, we just can't do that with God. He said, well, I didn't mean it that way, Bill. That's a dandy Lord. I said, I want you to do this. Let's just commit it to God and see what God will say about it. I said, all right. Well, get out of the chair and turn around. So he did. We got down there, prayed a while, waited on the Lord about 15 and 20 minutes. After a while, the vision came. I said, Doctor, stand up. I said, You have found grace with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are going to build your place, your clinic. It will be a long building. It will be made out of brick, brick, low top. It almost take in a city block. Oh, Brother Brum say in the vision, I say, I even see your name on the clinic. Hallelujah. Although the conditions did not seem like they would get a piece of land, but in the spirit realm, a clinic was already seen. Hey, the prophet cannot see it unless it is there. But this brother had to say, Brother Brum, let us ask God. What do we mean when we say ask God? It means we believe it is already there. We want it to drop down to the physical realm. It will almost take in a city block. 
He looked at me real strange. I said, it will not be at the departmental school. Forget that. It's going to be built on the corner of Wall and Market Street where the big old house sits back on that hill. God made it possible. Tonight, you don't need a clinic. You've got whatever need that you have. Even if the place has already been bought, God can reverse. Hallelujah. God can reverse the process. When you think, when the thing is concluded, as long as you have your name on it, something just comes up during the process. They say, Mr., we think that something is wrong. This, you cannot get it anymore. And at the right time, you walk in and they say, it looks like you have been waiting for. When God does something, there are no obstacles. The process runs smooth. Amen. Are you with me? And all I said is for you to develop your faith. He says, faith in the message he saw by himself. Faith is unconscious. You believe it. I've learned that in the years of travel around the world, meeting the people of different walks, but faith is unconscious. You got faith and don't even know it. Tonight as we are preaching, there are people that have faith, but they don't know that they have faith. In the message, all things are possible to them that believeth. Brother Brenham says, if you are the son of God, you are like God. If you are the daughter of God, you are like God. Now, he says, he just speaks the word and it creates itself. God speaks the word then it creates itself. Let there be, and there was. And if you are like God, you as well have creative power. You can speak it, believe it, and it will manifest. You believe that? How did the world come here? He made out of things which was not. He just said, let there be, and here it is. He believed his own weight. Have you got the ability to believe your own weight? Now let's just check in closing what happens when the weight is in you. Do you remember the quotation, Brother Bloom says, the weight is now in the bright? In the unveiling of God, paragraph 131, Moses had the weight. Now remember, after the weight was made manifest, Moses was Moses again. But while that weight was in him to be given out, he was God. Well, he wasn't Moses no more. He had the weight for, of the Lord for that age. Nothing could touch him till that was over. Had the weight that was with you. Tonight, if the weight is in you, you can act like God and speak things into existence. The weight was in Brother Brenham, and the question was, what do you want? He said, three squirrels. And said, how do you want them to come? He said, the first one I wanted over there, he shot the squirrel. They said, the second one, why do you want it? He said, I want it. It must be on the sycamore tree. It was on the sycamore tree. He shot it. Then he took the two squirrels, and he was going home. And the voice said, wait a minute. You said, how many squirrels were you looking for? 
and I believe that the third squirrel was already available. It was just waiting for him to speak it, and God could not let him go without that squirrel dropping in a physical realm. So whatever you need tonight, it's available. All things are possible to them that believe. God bless you, Rishi. sing as a worshiping song in moments like these in moments like this I sing as a song I sing as a song to Jesus song so that we can remember you in prayer. Amen. You know, 
the other time, Brother Bram says, I was out in the wood and I wanted to, to pray a prayer. I didn't know how to pray. And I wrote a letter to God. And I wrote a letter and I pinned it on the tree. Sometime back, we, it was Wednesday night, and we said, why don't you just take your Bible at the back of the Bible just write what is in your hearts. I remember Brother what was working for Ferro Metal. He wanted a better job. In the same time, he got a job at Columbus still. So I'm saying, if we preach about this God, we've got to see him at work. And sometimes... When, when you write something, you have to set your body in motion to write whatever you want to be written. And when you do that, by so doing, you already defy doubt. Because you won't write unless you believe it. Are we together? Is there people that have got needs in the building that they have prayed about matters that are before them and they need God's intervention. God respects Wednesday service. He can do so much until you, you would think that you were in a convention. People think God is God of conventions. Right here, right now, God can change things. Right now, what does it say? Brother, bring up that scripture that we just read in the book of Psalms. Psalm 37. Excuse me, there is a reason why I, I prolong it a bit, but Psalm 37, verse 35. Psalm verse 37 verse 3, rather, not 35, verse 3 of 37. Trust in the Lord. Do you mind to read it with me once more? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Do you believe he deserves your, your trust? Has he earned your trust? I think that is the right question that I'm Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Do, good. Do good. So shall thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. You, you will not starve. Thou shalt be fed. Verse 4. Delight that thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee he shall give me. You point yourself at yourself. He shall give me the desires of my heart. Oh, God respects the desires of our hearts. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Brother Brenham and Dr. Sam, 
They committed it to the Lord. Within 30 minutes, God moved the elements. Uh, Hallelujah. Things that they thought it was impossible. He wanted just a piece of place. God gave him almost a city block. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. Are we together? Are you willing to put it down and say, in my Bible, here is a pen. I want to write it down. You can put it on your iPad. You can put it on your phone, but write it down. It helps to come to church with a pen, a pencil, and a paper. You never know what God may want you to do. Amen. Bringing a pen and a paper to church, it shows discipline. Amen. I'll wait if somebody needs a pen, somebody next to them, they can borrow them their pen. Somebody can give you the paper. I was last year, I was in Harare at this Belvedere. Pastor Chitini requested us to write. I was a bit skeptical, but I wrote. And whether I wrote, came to pass. When it came to pass, I said, God, forgive me. I should have actually written more bigger stuff. Give you time to write. Remember the principle. You can never exhaust a God. Remember, he is not bothered. Remember, he wants you to ask for big things. And don't be selfish. Write it down, because that blessing, it is your blessing. But you know that it may benefit other people that may be around you. Your family may benefit. The church that you serve in may benefit quite a number of people may benefit from your blessing. And that's why when God honors one person's heart's desire, we consider it all of us to be a victory. The brothers are still writing. I'll give them time to write. I'm not in a hurry. It's 10 past 8 by 8.30. We'll be out of here. Just write it in your phone. You just save it. Forget about it. One day you might have come to come back to it and say, I didn't know what I was doing. 
I didn't understand the reason why we had to do that. But now I understand it. Let's be patient for other brothers. They are almost wrapping up. But we want everybody to jot it down. All right. Let's just say only believe. Only believe. Sister Sharon Cooley. Only believe. believe in the building? How many say, Lord, I believe? believe is here. Evening, Lord. Oh, Lord, I receive. 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 Lord, I receive.
receive this evening. Lord, I believe. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Jesus is here. Tonight is in the building. All things are possible. Only believe. I believe it. I believe it. Let's harm it. Let's harm it. Brother Brenham had a squ- his squirrels. Sister Haiti had her heart's desire, the salvation of her two boys. Dr. Sam Ida had a spot that he was looking for to build his clinic. And I believe the same God that gave them their heart's desire tonight is in the building. He is waiting upon thee to believe. Let's harm it one more time. I don't care how long the need has been there. I don't care how long you deemed it to be impossible. Things that are impossible with men but with God, it's possible. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. One more time. He wrote the weight, his weight. He believed his weight, and his weight came to pass. Tonight, you wrote your weight. You've got to believe in your weight, and your weight will come to pass. I believe. There will be testimonies after this meeting. I believe God will move elements. God will orchestrate events just to prove to you that he is not dead but he is risen. He can heal diseases. He can settle deaths. He can restore marriages. This God can do so much. There is no summit to its power.
He moves on and on and on and on. He needs believers to believe in Him. One more time while you meditate before we pray. I challenge that demon of unbelief. Don't analyze God. Don't think what if. Believe it shall be. If he said it, I believe it, and that settles it. If he promised it, I just need to have the right mental attitude towards it. God will bring it to a pass. We are going to pray. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this evening. Lord, there are so many desires in the hearts of the people. But we know that unbelief is dominating people's minds in the end time. But we have taken a couple of minutes to show this audience this evening that you keep your weight. And if you've got to bankrupt the heavens, you will bankrupt the heavens before you can allow your weight to be defeated. Dear God, there are so many promises in the Holy Book. And I believe that every promise that was spoken, you've got the ability and the capability to make it to come to pass. You said, I cannot lie because I'm not a man. There's never been anything that you said and you change on that. Every word and every promise that you gave, you kept your promise, Heavenly Father. So tonight, believers have written various notes, notes that are not known to me, but those are the needs that they had the courage to say, tonight, I am going to write in this book I'm going to write this need down. I'm going to re- put it in writing because I believe that there is a God that can take my writing and make it to be a reality. Dear God, we do not doubt you in any way. Our prophet has told us that there is no summit to your power. There is nothing that limits you. The only thing that limits you it is our faith, dear God. But I believe that our faith tonight has been unleashed. I believe our faith tonight has got the power to access all your promises and bring your promises and make them to be a reality so that we can speak that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We live in a world, dear God, where believers have got needs, spiritual needs, Material needs, financial needs, marital needs, needs of all sorts. But dear God, tonight we lift up our heads 
we look up to heaven to our original economy not to the wealthy economy Trump's economy will never provide for our needs but the heavenly economy will provide for our needs and tonight dear God may you move the elements may you move the events dear God may you move people's hearts may you place people strategically may you bring everything that is needed to make your people's desires to be a reality dear God I know after this meeting there shall be testimonies believers will rise and say I know I wrote it that evening and now it has become a reality and they will have a sense of gratitude dear God there is nothing impossible tonight because we worship a God that is in charge of the atmosphere. We worship a God that opened the Red Sea. We worship the God that created the universe. We worship the God that sent the prophet in the end time. We worship the God that returned the pillar of fire. And under the pillar of fire, we ask for our heart's desire to be a reality. If there are things in the work environment that need your attention, God, may you visit the workplaces. If there are things in their businesses that need your attention, may you go to their businesses. If there are things in their bodies that need you to intervene and give a healing, let it be so, dear God. If there are things that are needed in their houses, tonight we authorize heaven to come and make an intervention in every situation, dear God. I say, Satan, you have never stopped God's weight. You have never stopped God's way. In the beginning, he spoke the way. You wanted to stop it, but he said, let there be. There was not a single demon that can stop that. And tonight, it is his children that are saying, let there be. And as it was with our father, so shall it be with them. There is no demon that can stop your people to believe and to receive what you died for. Every redemptive blessing tonight is available to every believer. And you set in your way, all things are possible. All things are possible to them that believe. And tonight, we believe every promise. Tonight, we believe every quotation. Tonight, we believe every scripture. We believe everything will be a reality tonight. As a certain, get by the wayside. Your people are here as an invincible army. And whatever we need, it's available tonight. It's available tonight. And Satan will bind you. We don't negotiate. We bind you. We bind every demon. We bind every spirit. And we believe heaven will do exactly the same thing. Satan, we are not a playground. We are sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. We sang a song, Jesus is here. It's not a fairy tale. It is a reality. Because he lives in our hearts. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And we are making decrees as sons and daughters of God. Because we are part of the reality. And we can make a decree on diseases. We can make decree on situations. We can even make a decree on a South African economy. That whatever happens, none of your children must never be affected in a negative way. We are making a decree tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We receive everything that you promised in your way. Thank you, Father. All these things, we ask them because there is a name that was given.
to us by which we can ask for everything. In the name of Jesus Christ, everything written tonight, let it be fulfilled. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. amen. Only believe, only believe. After you want to sit and continue meditating, praying, let's just keep the sanctuary quiet. Amen. And we can greet outside. If one wants to remain, they are most welcome. Let's just sing it nicely. God bless you. Till we see you on Sunday. Amen. <laughs>